Exodus 14, verse number one. Tell you what, you can be seated if you like. We're going to read all the way down through uh, a ways here. Or you can stay standing, however, no matter. <laughs> and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pahiroth, between Migdal and the sea, over against Baal Zephon. Before it you shall encamp. Somebody say encamp. Encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness hath shut them in. I'll pause there and say I might be talking today to somebody that's entangled in the land and somebody that the wilderness has shut them in. But the Lord said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. Why? Because God said he was going to do it. And they said, why have we done this that we've let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot, took his people with him, and he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them in camping by the sea. Notice, God had commanded Moses, have the children of Israel go in camp by the sea. And now then, Pharaoh has overtook them in camping by the sea. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel looked up their, lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. I'll speak for just a little while on this subject. God has a plan. God has a plan. Would you raise your hands, pray with me, mighty God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for your anointed word. And dear God, anoint the lips of this preacher today. Anoint every heart and every ear to hear, Lord. Every spirit, may it receive what thus saith the word of the Lord to this church in this assembly. Those watching online today, mighty God, speak to our hearts and we give you praise in Jesus' name. You may be seated. 
I want you to notice something here. God has just intentionally, yes, intentionally put the Israelites at the edge of disaster. And maybe you are at one of those points. We all reach those points several times in our life where we maybe are on the edge of what seems to be a disaster. You're at the edge financially. You're at the edge maybe with a son or a daughter. You don't know what to do with them. Or maybe it's in your marriage. It could be that somebody today is at the edge emotionally. You're not sure just how much more that you can take. Your responsibilities have gotten so heavy that they're taking you to the edge. I want to tell you, there's no way to sugarcoat it. When you're at the edge like that, it's dangerous. But I want to encourage somebody today from the word of the Lord. It is also an exciting place to be. Come on, I need to say that again. It's also an exciting place to be. Let me just take a quick poll in this place. I wonder if anybody here surrendered to God, made your decision to follow Jesus, turned it all over to Jesus. I wonder if there's anybody here that done that when you was at one of the highest times of your life. Money in the bank account, married to the prettiest or the most handsome. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody was giving you accolades. It's like you was driving the best car. Your house was just the way you wanted it. Your health was tip top. And I wonder if somebody at that point in your life, that's when you decided to turn to Jesus. If there's somebody like that, I want you to raise your hand. You was at the top and you said, oh God, I've got to serve you. I didn't get a hand in the place. And I would venture to say out there in radio land, I didn't get a hand either. But most of us, it's when we realize there's nobody else to turn to. When we realize we can't make it on our own, when we realize uh, there's just nothing more that I can do, I am at the edge of disaster here and it's about to fall apart. I'm about to die. 
And at that point, just like the Israelites, when they were encamped by the sea, remember God put them there. God put them there. Tell them go encamp by the sea. And while they're getting their tents all ready, I'm going to be back here dealing with Pharaoh. I'm going to make him mad that he ever let them go out of slavery. And I'm going to send him and all of his armies after them. And so the Bible said they cried out to the Lord. I can give them credit for one thing. They cried out to the right one. They cried out to the right place. Hallelujah. And when you're in a situation like that, that's who you need to cry out to. You need to cry out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, being close to the edge is dangerous, but it's also exciting. If you're not sure about the exciting part, you need to look a moment at the word of God in Exodus 14, 9. But when the Egyptians pursued after them, all the horses and the chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea. That may not be the kind of excitement you're looking for, but that's excitement. And I don't know about you, but I can't stand, if I'm going to watch a movie or if I'm going to watch something, I don't want something dead, dull, and boring. I want action. I want drama. And if you're looking for action and drama, hallelujah, right there's some drama and some action. It was intense. They didn't know what they were going to do. Some of you are intense and you don't know what you're going to do. Praise God. If ever a group of people were at the edge, it's right here. The Jews had been delivered by God from their enslavement in Egypt, and now they've made camp with the Red Sea in front of them, Pharaoh's army behind them, a great mountain on the other side of them, and a wide open wilderness with no place to run. They were completely, completely surrounded, trapped. And sometimes that's right where God wants to get you. He wants you trapped. And he got you there and he trapped you. You may not feel too excited, but I want to I tell somebody today. If you're in that situation right now, you ought to jump up and shout. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> because God's got you right where he wants you, where he can get the most glory, where he can get the most honor, where he can receive the praise, where you can see it was only God that gave you the victory. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Praise God. So you could see your need of Him more than you've ever seen before. You go a little further down on in the chapter to verse number 31. It says, When the Israelites saw the great 
power of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians. The people feared the Lord. And what happened? They put their trust in him. Praise God. You know, when you're in the middle of a Red Sea moment, I tell people sometime that was a senior moment. I can say that now. But when you find yourself facing disaster like this, and you want to complain, well, at least use the term, don't worry about it, I'm in the middle of a Red Sea moment. All right? Because by you saying that, you also know what happened at the Red Sea. You also knew, know who took care of the Red Sea. So I'm in the middle of a Red Sea moment right now. You know what? That's just exciting. I'm going to praise God with you because I know who takes care of Red Seas. I know who can part the waters. I know who can cause your feet to walk through on dry ground. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> praise God. So if you're in the middle of a Red Sea moment, it is most likely a part of the great and loving plans of God for your life. The great and loving plans for your life. Praise God. Why did God bring his people to this dangerous edge where there clearly seemed to be no solution, no rescue. You've already guessed it. I've already said it. For the same reason he's brought you to this edge you're living on right now so that you can see your need of him more than you've ever seen before. Hallelujah. When the Israelites saw the great power of the Lord, they put their trust in him. I think I've used this illustration before. But in the Chinese language, the word for crisis, anybody ever feel like you're in a crisis? You that haven't heard this illustration before, you need to know it. The word for crisis in Chinese is made up of a symbol, a line, and another symbol under it. And what's amazing about the way the Chinese describe the word crisis is in these two figures that are in that word, the symbol on top means danger. But the symbol on the bottom means opportunity. So that's how the Chinese say, why chai? That's how you say, why chai? And when they say, why chai? They're saying the word that we would say, crisis. And so when they're saying crisis or why chai, they're saying two words, danger and opportunity. 
It was a white chai moment at the Red Sea moment. It was dangerous. It was about to be a disaster. But there was also a mighty opportunity for the great plan of God. God's plan to come into effect, to come into play. And now God took the opportunity to show out for the people of Israel. Not only that, but unto the enemy. If God has led you to the edge, then you have every right to expect a miracle. If God has led you to the edge, something amazing is about to happen. Praise God. There's a real opportunity right now in somebody's life for God to do something that will bring him glory and allow you to see his powerful and amazing ways. You would never need to see or experience the awesome deliverance of God had not God put you in that scary, overwhelming moment. Praise God. But once he does, you won't remember the danger so much. What you're going to remember is the spectacular deliverance of God. Isn't it? That's kind of the way our life is. A lot of those bad things that have happened to us, we try to just put those behind us and they seem so bad at the time and we look back, they don't seem as bad now. And what we try to and what we should do is remember the good things in our life. And whatever it is you're going through right now and when you look back on it and you see how that God had his hand in it all and that it was God's plan all along, he positioned you there and you see how he brought you out with a mighty hand. Then you're not going to remember the danger so much. You're not going to remember the, the, the disaster that was about to fall upon you. I want the musicians to come. I feel like preaching a long time, but I'm pretty much done. If that hadn't got through yet already, I mean, I can just stay up here a while longer and say it all over again. <laughs> Praise God. I do want to read one last scripture. The edge, God's plan can change your life forever from this moment forward. Somebody's life in this church is going to be changed today.
And you're going to see your situation a little bit different. And you're going to get excited because you see why you're there. Because God is about to show up and do the miraculous. Would you stand with me? If we can look up one more scripture back there, Jeremiah 29, 11. Does anybody know that one? Uh-huh. <laughs> Praise God. Jeremiah 29, 11. This is God talking. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. What are his thoughts? To put you in disaster? Maybe, but there's something following. He said, I know the thoughts. It's thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. <laughs> and I love the way the NLT translation says it. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. I want to open up this front right now. If there's somebody who's been walking through a Red Sea moment, hallelujah. Don't worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. Because the same God of yesterday is the same to God today, and he's the same God forever. If he parted the Red Sea then, when they were on the brink of disaster, he's going to part your Red Sea right now. He's going to perform a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. Everybody that would, come and pray. Lift up your hands and say, God, I'm receiving this word. Oh, God, I'm believing you, Lord, that you're about to part the Red Sea. Lord, that you're about to make a way when there seems to be no way. Lord, that you've already seen my end. You've already seen, Lord, why I'm in this place right now because it's all a part of God's plan. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Do the miraculous now, Lord, in this place. Oh, Lord, let someone's faith reach to the highest mountain right now to trust you, not to doubt you. Oh, God, work in every life right now, Jesus.